Hello and welcome to chapter 5 of the reading guide of Vladimir Lenin's Imperialism, the highest stage of capitalism. Um, we talked about finance capital, how banks and industrial capital merge to make finance capital. And we talked about export capital, how after that happens, the banks and the, and the industrial capitalists are going to export their capital to other countries. And now we are going to talk about the division amongst capitalist combines. So now that these monopolies have formed themselves and now that they've started exporting their capital to other markets abroad, um, this is going to create a global market, a world market. So monopolies have already dominated their home market, and now they begin exporting, which one is going to tie the home market to whatever market they're exporting, and two is going to create what we call now globalization, right? The world's entirely globalized. There's no country that doesn't interact with another country. Uh, multinationals and finance capitalists um, essentially have monopolized in most of the countries of the world, and they're going to battle with each other. Um, for division of the world, for to see who can export the most capital. And Lenin's going to make it clear that this is not out of malice, right? Imperialism doesn't happen because capitalists are so mean and they just want to see people die. Imperialism happens because once capitalists completely dominate their home market, once the monopolies have become so strong um, that there's absolutely no competition in the home market, in order to keep the profits of the capitalists high enough, because we know their profit needs to always be expanding and capital always needs to be moving and expanding, they have to go abroad. They have to export their capital. They have to do imperialism. Otherwise, they're going to crash and burn and, and fail, which we've seen still has happened multiple times with the banks and, and with large industrial capitalists throughout history. When the economy crashes, um, they always seem to survive when the state bails them out. Um, but anyways, it's a necessity, right? It's a law of capitalism that imperialism is going to happen because this monopolist class needs to always be expanding their profit. And the only way they can do that once they've already monopolized at home is to go abroad. Um, so and then Lenin's also going to argue that this allows the concentration of capital to then happen abroad, right? Because now the competition between capitalists, between monopolies is going to allow monopolies to merge with each other and to kill each other off in order to try and attain control of the global market, right? Rather than just the home market now. Um, so this moves the concentration of capital that's been happening on a country level um, within every capitalist country, and it's gonna move it to a global level. And now capitalism's gonna begin to concentrate globally. So Lenin's gonna display this, he's gonna start with Germany. So he says, after the economic crash in Germany, the last economic crash, industry, um, small industry, the, the free competition of capitalism was totally done with, okay? Industry had been completely monopolized by AEG, the German electric company. Um, all the companies who were tied to the banks, the big companies during the crash were fine. They got bailed out by the banks and all the small companies went under. So at this point, AEG has complete control of the German market. And the same thing's kind of going on in America with the Edison company. So uh, we're talking about the electricity market. So the Edison company completely controls the electricity market in America. So now they're going to need to export their capital. They're going to expand. So they're going to create what Lenin calls a super monopoly or a cartel or a capitalist combine. The two monopolies from each country, AEG and the Edison company, are going to form an alliance. And they're going to try and export their capital abroad. And they're going to try and control the electric markets of the world rather than just the countries they're in. Um, and there's no free competition here, of course. Like, I don't even know why this has to be said, but there's still, you know, capitalist ideologues who just say, just, 
you know, work harder under capitalism, just have a good, you know, start a business and, and compete. It's about free competition. The only competition that's going on here is the competition between the monopolies themselves, right? Nobody, I couldn't just go outside my house and start an electric company that, you know, I would be crushed by the capitalist combines that exist, you know, by the monopolies who dominate industry and are tied closely with banks, you know, the most powerful financial institutions in the world. So this is the competition we have now. It's monopoly competition on a global stage for the division of markets you know who can get who can control the most of the world as far as as far as markets and he's going to talk about how this happens uh the same way with the oil industry um with rockefeller um steel cartels are the same way he's also going to talk about how state-owned industries end up just getting tied in together with the capitalist industries and they eventually essentially become tools of private capital so um they they only become state industry in name which is interesting to note uh, more something for the time um but still interesting and then he's gonna go in here with his uh he's gonna end the chapter with a critique of kautsky kautsky obviously is like the social democrat um, one of Lenin's enemies, Lenin calls him out all the time, calls him out for being a bourgeois opportunist. Um, they were buddies before. And then Kotsky really, uh, Kotsky just started really writing some stuff that was not Marxist, not true to the principles that he, that he um, had, had been for earlier in his, his career or whatever. And Lenin ends up ripping Kotsky apart quite a bit. And Kotsky says that the monopolies and in international capital gives hope that there can be peace among nations under capitalism, right? Once the monopolies control everything, they won't have to fight anymore, you know? Um, they won't have to fight each other for the division of the world. And Lenin's going to say that's BS. Um, these companies... You know, it's not out of malice that they're doing this. It's because they constantly need to expand and they constantly need to make profit. So imperialism isn't something that just happens. It's a product of the system because these monopolies need to continue to expand their profit. So while the dynamics of the global market might change and the dynamics of capitalism might change, in essence, the capitalist class will always engage in imperialism because it is a necessity of their class. After they monopolize and after they control the home market, they must export or they, they have to export capital. Otherwise, they won't make enough profits and their company will fail. It's the nature of the system to push capitalists towards imperialism. And that's what Lenin's going to argue. And he's going to argue that we can't ever have peace under capitalism. And I mean, you can ask yourself who's right. Of course, Lenin was right. The dynamics changed following World War II. The U.S. became the, the world superpower. But of course, we haven't had peace under capitalism. We've had constant NATO bombing campaigns where the Western powers organized to, to keep global South countries in poverty so they can extract resources. You know, we've had the overthrowing of the Libyan government, which has left the country in chaos, the Syrian war, the Iraq war, the the war the U.S. wants to do with Syria, what the U.K. did with the Falkland Islands, um, everything the U.S. has done in Africa, the U.S., the French, and the U.K. have done in Africa and Latin America. Of course, imperialism hasn't stopped. It's worse now than it's ever been because it's a product of the system, because the same, not the same combines and, and cartels who existed when Lenin was around, but different ones are still competing with each other over domination of the world, over domination of the world market. And they're willing to, to overthrow leaders and allow people to be killed and, and bombed mercilessly in order to continue their capitalist expansion. Um, so Lenin was totally right there. It's not because of malice. It's because of capitalism. And, and you can't understand imperialism without understanding capitalism, right? You can't understand that foreign policy decisions are made 
uh, based on money, right? They're based on what multinational corporations need to happen, at least in, in the capitalist countries and the places like the U.S. Um, these are why foreign policy decisions are made. It's not for human rights. It's not out of the goodness of the president of the United States heart that we went in and destroyed Libya and Syria. Um, it was for capitalist expansion. And every war that the U.S. is currently trying to put us into, uh, Iran, trying to do regime change in China, Venezuela, Bolivia, it's all for capitalism. And you can, just as Lenin does in this book where he traced the, the capitalism um, to the imperialism during his day, you know, he said, this is what AAG is doing. This is what uh, the Edison company is doing in America. We could do it here. You know, Elon Musk tweeted that he was, um, we'll coup whoever we want after the U.S. sponsored coup in Bolivia. Bolivia has 40% of the world's lithium reserves and Elon Musk needs lithium to make batteries. Same exact thing. These same capitalists um, are fighting for the for constant expansion of their own companies, which leads them to fight uh, for the division of the world, which leads to death and suffering and what we know as imperialism. So that's going to do it for chapter five. Please check out chapter six. Hope you're enjoying the series or check out the other videos if you haven't already. Uh, make sure to keep reading, keep learning. Peace. Mm -hmm.